What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Nightmare K-Hawk, back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, whew, independent news section, folks. You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. Like, the articles I'm about to go over tonight is just... <laughs> I mean, folks, how many times do I have to tell you? All these governments are working together. Every last one of them. It doesn't matter if you're in Russia. It doesn't matter if you're in Ireland. It doesn't matter if you're in the United States. It does not matter if you're in Brazil. It does not matter if you're in Argentina. It does not matter if you're in Chile. They're all working together. They all have a plan for the fourth industrial revolution. Like, I, like, I just don't understand how people could just live their lives blindly. Blindly. I mean, the only kind of president I kind of respect is Nikkei Bukele and freaking El Salvador because what he's doing for their country. But all these other governments, man, and even we got to keep a close eye on him as well, but all these governments, man, are a piece of crap. They are a piece of garbage. And folks, I got six articles for you tonight, seven articles for you tonight, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, seven articles for you tonight. That really proves that point. Let's kick it off in Canada. Yes, the Great White North. Okay, so we got Canada. Conservatives realize they can't be anti-digital ID and pro-online age verification. Well, no shit. The, uh, of course you can't. I mean, it's absolutely asinine that you could actually believe that you can. Anyway, let's get into this article. So Canadians these days find themselves in quite a bit of a pickle, online privacy and security-wise. The current liberal government is well known as a radical undermine of those. But what would the future hold if the opposition, opposition, i.e. the conservatives, came to power? They would, as the conservatives' statements this week are reported or interpreted as the party signaling its policy. Thread quite lightly and seek some sort of uh, compromise such as can be achieved on issues of this nature. Namely, the party is still opposed to introducing digital IDs, but doesn't mind allowing what's effectively one of its components, online age verification. Regarding the digital ID, the conservatives maintain that measures imposing it or infringing on people's privacy and right to access whatever content online they want is wrong. As of the time of this writing, there seems to be quite a bit of confusion over who said and meant what perhaps not by accident. The Canadian press first cited opposition leader Pierre and others from his party saying that the conservative support bill S-210 that would ask for online platforms to somehow verify that those accessing porn sites, adult content, are in fact of age. But the problem was never the intent, rather the way to technologically achieve this while refraining from infringing on people's privacy, such as asking for government-issued ID and the like. So how does one do it? The report somewhat logically asserts that a digital ID might do the trick. After all, that solution is meant to hover up, hoover up some much personal information to one centralized place. Somebody's age would be the least of it. However, the Canadian Conservatives quickly moved into damage control mode to say that while they support the idea of age verification, they basically have no idea how it might be done, short of infringing on privacy, that is. That's a fair point. Nobody does. One thing the Conservatives made sure to reiterate is it would be nice to eat a cake and have it, too, but they don't know how that might work. State 
spokesperson Sebastian, the conservatives do not support any measures that would allow the end uh, positions of a digital ID or infringe the privacy of adults and their freedoms to access legal content online. Folks, this is backpedaling. This is absolutely asinine. You can't make this stuff up. You just fucking can't. This is why I don't trust politicians. This is this is another example of why you should never trust politicians ever in your life. You should never ever trust a politician. They're liars. Their job is to lie to your face. 1,000%. You can't make this stuff up. So let me get this straight. As a conservative, you support age, online age verification, but you, you're against anti-digital ID. How the fuck would that even work? So how do you prove that the age you put in online to go visit an adult website is, is accurate without giving some identification like a state ID or a government issue license? Or your driver's license. I mean, come on, Connecticut service. You can't make this lie up. You cannot. And anybody that doesn't see through this lie is a fucking moron. Absolutely is a fucking moron. Like, I'm serious. You cannot make this stuff up. You just fucking can't. You really can't. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely fucking insane. You just fucking can't. But anyway... Moving on, folks. We got the FDA commission. Robert says effectively managing misinformation and overarching priority. Huh, so here we go again with the misinformation bullshit. So one of the recruits in the war on misinformation that has been flaring up this election year, thanks to those currently in office, is the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Agency, the FDA. Not really that, but the FDA commissioner, Robert, has been heard saying that managing misinformation is one of the agency's overarching priorities. <laughs> one thing you have to ask yourself, why does all these agencies that have nothing to do with online information to begin with think they need to stick their nose in the online content? It's unbelievable, folks. You can't make this stuff up. The FDA intends to keep narratives and messaging around things like addictives used by food industry, CB. CBD and uh, chronotoin, but also COVID under control, or as the agency representative would put it, safe for misinformation. A webinar was recently organized by the Alliance for a Stronger FDA that hurt officials misusing on these issues, starting enough by stating that the CBD and similar substances do not exactly live up to the standard in place for other supplements and food and and food and that consumers need to be better informed about any side effects. FDA wants to work with Congress on this and FDA Deputy Commissioner Cumberly was repeatedly thinking of children while justifying the need for this approach. These people always love using fucking children. You can't make this shit up, man. So Kimberly also made sure to reiterate again and again that FDA's decisions are strictly science-based, while any problems must stem from insignificant quality of communication. Some reports about the webinar are using this concern about regulation and safety of CBD, etc., as a basis to subdue into the problem of misinformation and what the FDA thinks and does about it. Namely, Commissioner Roth Robert told a previous webinar host, by the same organization that people are very suspicious 
of government and concern about overreach. But his concern doesn't seem to be about the root of why that may be instead it's taken for granted or Robert would like it to be. The problem lies in not making scientific, true, or reliable information more readable available. Robert is also worried about the developments in the corner of the misinformation battlefield, namely the FDA chief shared, I still do not think we are winning the misinformation battle. And for the FDA, that battle has been much broader than food and supplement safety. It has also included messaging around COVID. Folks, it is unbelievable. No, it's really not unbelievable. It's absolutely disgusting that you have these fucking organizations, these agencies, that have nothing to do with online content. What does the Food, Drug, and Administration fucking agency have to do with online content? Absolutely nothing. When the fuck did they become a media organization? Aren't you dealing with food and drugs? Right? Like, that's your fucking agency, correct? What does COVID have to do with food and drugs? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. At all. At fucking all. You can't make this stuff up. You just fucking can't. Listen. FDA. Stick to what you do, okay? Leave the online content for online content creators. Like myself. You get the hell out of the way. Or anonymous. Or other people that actually want to discover the truth and actually understand what freaking uh, supplements they should use to fight COVID or any other pandemic or diseases or mainly freaking uh, tumors and things like that. You know, there are actual natural supplements that actually does this. We don't need your drugs that gets us addicted. We don't need that shit. It's absolutely disgusting. And the food you provide is absolutely sickening as well to approve synthetic milk, for God's sakes. Lab meat and all that dumbass shit that absolutely makes humans absolutely sick to the core. I would know I've had lab meat. You are a disgusting agency, by the way. But anyway, moving on. So, so ladies and gentlemen, the next story is about Elon Musk, the X platform, a.k.a. formerly known as Twitter. And didn't I tell you guys, didn't I tell you ladies out there, didn't I tell you LGBT, didn't I not tell you that Elon Musk is a scumbag? How many more stories do I have to do on this coward, on this punk ass bitch called Elon Musk? How many more times? I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. So X commits to abiding by Ireland's online hate speech censorship law. Are you surprised by that title? I'm not. I told you. The X platform is not a free speech platform. It never was to begin with. In a recent private meeting with the Irish Media Committee, the Parliament Media Committee, X, indicated its willingness to comply with Ireland's upcoming hate speech legislation. This announcement comes as a surprise, particularly in the light of X owner Elon Musk previously expressing support for legal action against these proposed online speech laws. Told you all just an act. The company uh, representatives who agreed to attend the committee only under the condition of privacy affirmed their commitment to the proposal, criminal justice, incitement to violence or hatred and hate offense bill 2022 
Currently, the bill is facing delays in the Senate after passing in the, in the House and has been the subject of scrutiny due to its potential implementation for freedom of speech. The bill aims to update and strengthen the legal framework around hate speech focused on aspects like gender identity and disabilities. Gender identity. Folks, there are only two genders in the world, male and female. There are no other genders. All the other genders that you speak of is completely deranged mental disorder. And you need to be locked up and put in a mental institution. I don't care if you are an LGBT person that watches my show. You are either male or you're female. I don't want to hear that you're transgender. I don't want to hear that you're a cat. I don't want to give a damn that you're a dog. I don't care that you're a lizard. I don't give a fuck you're a camel. You are either male or female. All the other fucking animals in the animal kingdom understand this, except for human fucking deranged maniac beings that seems to believe that they can be anything they want outside of a male and female. This is ridiculous. Your cat understands that it's a female or a male. You, on the other hand, as a dumbass deranged maniac, for some odd reason, does not believe that you're a male or female. But your cat or dog understands this. Anyway, back to the story. During the committee hearing, X also addressed the handling of censorship, particularly regarding Dublin riots last year. However, some committee members expressed dissatisfaction with X engagement and his approach to constant censorship. So Senator Malcolm commented on the meeting saying he remains unconvinced about X delegation to addressing disinformation and severe forms of hate speech. He pointed out that the reduction he pointed out the reduced level of content moderation and the rise in harsh content on the platform. Folks, <laughs> I don't know how anybody believes any politician anywhere in the world. I, I really don't understand how people still trust politicians anywhere in the United, anywhere in the whole entire world. I really don't. Even in El Salvador, as much as I like what El Salvador did with making Bitcoin legal tender, which I don't agree with, by the way. I don't agree with the law to begin with. But the fact that Bitcoin is used widely in El Salvador is absolutely awesome. Um, I don't trust their government either. I mean, I don't trust any government in the world. All the governments in the world are absolutely asinine. They are. They absolutely are asinine. This is another prime example. Look at Ireland. Oh, we got to have you abide by our laws. What is the what is hate speech? What does that even mean? That's for up for interpretation. Anything can be hate speech. I don't like a yellow piece of paper. That's hate speech. Really? So I should be deplatformed and banned and censored because I don't like yellow paper? What the hell is that? But you have deranged maniacs running the world. That's exactly what's going on, folks. You have deranged lunatics running the fucking world. You can't make this shit up. But anyway, moving on. So we got Ireland's election watchdog says his department has given safe channels to big tech coming. What the hell is a safe channel? Ironically, let's get into the article and find out. So more fear-mongering related to elections right now in Europe, and yet another attempt to force more censorship on the strength of that fear. This time in Ireland, where the head of the country's electoral commission, Art O'Leary, had a meeting with Big Tech to discuss how they are handling whatever gets branded as misinformation or disinformation. And O'Leary came out of the meeting satisfied, in fact, very happy. As in the scandalous collusion between the government and Big Tech was not a big topic in the U.S., 
Having reached the Supreme Court over in Europe, a regulator has no qualms announcing there are now safe channels between tech juggernauts and his commission. Either out of arrogance or ignorance, O'Leary revealed that he heard promise from Google, Meta, TikTok, X, etc. that algorithms can get reset to tackle misinformation. The result of such a reset is entirely predictable. Posts will either not appear on users' timelines or will be deranked into the ground. In O'Leary's own words, they will appear so far down as to be unreadable. And that's just if there is something Big Tech is not clear about. If any issue was being investigated of mis- and disinformation, what exactly he had in mind by unreadable is O'Leary's secret. But he did go on to express concerns about state actors and those who are not the pesky citizens who have or think they have the right to speak their mind online. This is unbelievable. And if that is not the, the government's liking, then O'Leary has a disparaging way of talking about them. They must be posting at 12 o'clock at night after a couple of bottles of beer, possibly a couple of bottles of wine. But during the presumptive daytime, though you never know with murky affairs, meeting with big tech reps were apparently quite sober and obliging. I have been pleased by the attitude and respect that they have shown to us and the process as part of that conversation, said the Irish elected commission chair. These are not easy meetings for any of us because we have particular requirements, but I'm very, very happy with the level of engagement, he added. His statement may come across as, at times, clownish, but O'Leary also knows how to make an open threat. It would be a sad day if his commission had to go to high court to compel a social media company to take down a post or ban a user. Previous reports quoted him as saying, in other words, that's a nice social media company you have there. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, folks, it goes back to that old meme. So now we have safe channels if you're in Ireland, folks, and eventually that will come across in the United States as well. You folks know this because the United States government, all these governments, like I told you, are all working together hand in hand to clamp down on misinformation or disinformation. In other words, Anything that the government doesn't like in any country, they will take it off Twitter, off Meta, off TikTok, or off Google, or any other fucking social media platform out there, except for if you're on Nostra, where you won't get censored, banned, and actually have freedom of speech, or even true social, or any other decentralized platforms that are out there, social media platforms that are out there. But anyway, folks, this is why you need to get on Nostra. You need to get the Primal, Primal app for Nostra and sign up to it. Free speech, baby. Free speech. Moving on to the United States. So the U.S. Commission to Examine Facial Recognition Technology Impact on Civil Liberties. So, facial recognition. The U.S. Commission on Civil Rights has scheduled a public briefing regarding the civil rights of the use of facial recognition technology. The briefing will be held on March 8th. And the commission said that the investigation will look into how the tech is used by federal agencies, but also how it is deployed. The reason to take a close look at this, according to an announcement, is to learn about the emerging civil rights concerns and safeguards the federal government is implementing to migrate potential civil rights issues. The Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Housing and Urban Development are the three specific agencies 
whose use of facial recognition will be under scrutiny the commission specific. Those called to present their case during the public briefing are government officials, academias, researchers, software developers, and legal experts, the announcement added. A report will be issued in due course, and the commission will also accept written materials from the public, with the submission's deadline being April 8th. Reports about this development note that even though the official legislation reaction and response in the U.S. concerning the use of technology is lagging behind some other countries and organizations like the EU, the issue is nonetheless a highly controversial one in that country as well. Algorithmic Justice League, which says its mission is to raise awareness about the impacts of AI, says the technology is receiving a degree of opposition in the U.S., the group founder Joy recently shared with the media that calls for Amazon and Microsoft not to sell facial recognition to law enforcement is what counts for pushback. For reasons such as the use of facial recognition biometric information harvest from citizens at airports and other large public venues and spaces, and the misgivings about not only privacy but also security of this vital data, AI is said to be scrutinized for the most part in terms of human and civil rights. Regulating the space in ways as yet unknown in terms of how broad or narrow they may be is one of the ideas to deal with the problems in the U.S. National Academics of Science. Engineering and medicine is among those who are in favor of passing regulation to this effect. So, folks, first of all, we know this commission hearing is all bullshit. It's all just a distraction for what they're trying to keep us from. We all know damn well that nothing's going to change. They're going to use facial recognition. It's been, they've been using facial recognition all over the United States. I mean, I was just in Phoenix, Arizona a couple of weeks ago. And there were facial recognition cameras all over the place. It's absolutely disgusting. There's cameras everywhere. Like, it's absolutely harvesting your data. It's absolutely disgusting. Even your smartphone takes pictures of you. It's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. You can't make this stuff up in a Hollywood film. You just freaking can't. You really freaking can't. But anyway, moving on, folks. Biden admin wants to spend around $1 million on university disinformation monitoring program. Monitoring. Monitoring. So watching people, folks. You can't make this stuff up. So the White House lays initiative to carry out its brand on combating misinformation, disinformation, malu-information, which is now referred to a handy MDM initial, continues to co-opt the education sector. The Department of Justice Agency, the National Institute for Justice, is behind a funding effort that is said to be designed to study and research effectively technology and tools for identification, moderation, and slash or removal of extremist content. A grant worth $1 million will be spent to come up with a dashboard featuring an MDM tracker, which is supposed to surveil the Internet for both speech and narratives and do so in real time. The project official name is Networks and Pathways of Violent Extremists. Effectiveness of Misinformation slash Disinformation Campus. That name is absolutely fucking unbelievable. Networks, pathways of violent extremists. 
If that's not targeting a certain group of people, I don't know what is. And reports say that the target speech concedes with contentious political events. Critics say that the taxpayer dollars here are in reality going towards suppression of conservative religious groups rather than as declared violent extremists. The recipe of the grant is South Carolina-based Clemson University. Researchers there are expected to come up with computer models that will keep an eye on accounts signaled out as MDM peddlers and identify people associated with alleged spreading MDMs. Eventually, the effort should produce the real-time tracking dashboard. Regular citizens may not benefit from this project, considering the fluid nature of the very definition of misinformation and its Companions, some report mentioned the initial and subsequent treatment of the COVID origin and Hunter Biden's laptop stories as an example of this. But the grant does specific who will benefit, law enforcement and policymakers. This is by no means the only initiative of the kind coming from the Biden administration. Since the current U.S. president came to power, 39 million went to MDM research from the National Science Foundation alone. Also, in some cases involving predominant educational institutes such as the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, and while Clemson researchers are reassuring that their efforts are not political ideology-based, the Internet Accountable Project and the Foundation for Freedom Online are voicing their fears that the end result will be yet another tool facilitating censorship, specifically by suppressing conservative voice. Ah, folks. Doesn't it get better and better, this freaking dystopian world that we're heading towards, what we actually kind of already live in, and it's only going to get worse from here? It just, it doesn't surprise me, man. It doesn't really surprise me that Biden and his administration are doing this. They really do not like freedom of speech. They don't like you having an opinion. They don't like you being a critical thinker. You just can't make this stuff up. It's just, you can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film. You fucking can't. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot, folks. You just can't. But anyway, last story of the night, folks. The UK government, Minister Sean, concerns about anti-disinformation unit. So critics of the contentious, some would say at times, unlawful work of UK counter-disinformation unit are expected unimpressed by its getting a rebrand that is a new name. It remains to be seen if the National Security Online Information Team will continue with activities of kind that highly likely got the image of the CDU so tarnished that it needed a rebrand. But government officials continue at the same time to deny there was any wrongdoing on the part of CDU to begin with or that there will be any done by N-S-O-I-T. N-S-O-I-T. The controversy over CDU goes back to the heyday of the pandemic and censorship of COVID-related content. The accusation that continues to be rejected by the government is that individuals, including senior figures from from across the UK political spectrum, were targeted. And their online activity was first availed by CDU, which would then flag some posts for removal merely for criticizing the government rather than spreading disinformation. But responding to questions about all of this in the British Parliament House of Lords early in the week, 
an official from the Department for Science, Innovation, and Technology, NSOIT, parent agency, said there was no merit to such claims or fears going forward. I can confirm not only that it is not the role of NSOIT or the CDU to go after any individual regardless of their political belief, but that it never has been. Junior Minister Jonathan Berry told the Lords, adding that the unit supposedly only looks for threats from foreign states. While the form of domestic political prosecution it was accused of is something that is categorically false. However, Liberal Democrat Paul Strasburg continues to press the matter, specifically speaking, specifically seeking answers as to how NSOIT will be controlled in the future, particularly given what he says was CDU worry overreach and why the government refused to allow Intelligence and Security Committee to do that oversight. Barry responded essentially amounted to revealing that NSOIT will oversee itself. As part of the civil service, NSOIT would have robust internal measures to verify and check its own work, and indeed it report regularly across governments and to minister. The junior minister is quoted as stating, other than that, Barry could offer reassurance to the House of Lords regarding the unit's role. And he at the time, at the same time, would not speak about either how NSOIT is staffed nor how many people it employs, referring to it as a national security institution. So folks, they're not even going to take accountability at all for anything they did. And why would they? They're the United Kingdom. <laughs> None of these governments take responsibility for any spying that they do on any of their citizens. Absolutely none of it. None of it. They take no responsibility, no accountability at all. And they're just going to keep doing it. When the next pandemic comes, they're going to keep doing it. They're just going to keep doing it. And by the way, folks, I'm going to put out a special big shoot video that will be in the link in the description below with all the other links to these uh, articles and stuff. And I need you to hear what the World Health Organization said about the next pandemic. That it is on its way. So folks, I'm going to go find that video. I'm going to put a link in the description below. This podcast will be out on Wednesday, 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. But folks, that is the show, man. And I'm going to get the hell out of here. Uh, and I will holler at y'all, folks, on Saturday for the Crypto and Independent News, folks. And we'll get back on schedule. I got work tonight, so it is what it is. I got to get to bed, get some sleep, and uh, get ready to work these four days. Well, three and a half days because I'm only working... Uh, my full shift for three days, and then the fourth day, I'm just working half the shift, and I'm going to hell home. Fuck this. But anyway, folks, this is your boy, Nightmare Kale, signing off. Have a good one. Peace.